Okay, Shkayach, you all for uh, arranging this uh, program. I thank you to Hershey Yolter for sponsoring the food. So the topic that I was given is Celebrating Thanksgiving, is that permitted or not? Which means that we're going to discuss the halacha. First of all, we'll go through the sugyah. And we'll go through what the parameters of that iser is. What things you can do, what things you can't do. Then we'll apply it to Thanksgiving. Then we'll discuss our Meishashita, which is a little bit of a Chiddush. And then we'll sort of move from the Halacha to the Hashkafa and make a small point, you know, uh, in Hashkafa with regard to the Indian of Bukhukaseim Leiselechu. And just as before we start, this, this Shaila has been discussed already by many great Paiskim. And I would not come to argue with any of them. As much as there's some that say this way, some that say that way, some that say a third way, whichever way you go, there is someone that says like that. So ask your local Orthodox rabbi if you want to know real halacha lemaisa. But uh, let's go through the sugya. So the Pasuk says in Parshat Achrimah, there's a lav, to go in the ways of the Goyim, to imitate the Goyim, and to try to be similar to them. Presumably the reason would be, is because when you, when you act like them, you become like them, and it influences you to be more like a guy, and we want to be more like a Yid. So the Gemara in Sanhedrin says that there used to be a minig by the Goyim, they would burn the clothing and the kalim of a king. The reason why they would do this is because it's a covet for the king. The king was so special and so chashiv, how could anyone else go and use his things? So since we have no use for these stuff, let's go burn them, no one can have them. And the Shiloh was, can we also do that for our kings? Can we burn the clothing and the kalim of Yiddish kings? And the Gemara says, you can't do that. Chukahi. Burning the clothing of kings is a chaik. You can't do that. So the Gemara says, no, you could. You know why you could? Because we didn't learn this from them. We already have precedent for this minog. In Tanakh, we find that they said they were going to burn his clothing. Since we already have precedent from Tanakh, Therefore, we're allowed to do it. So the Gemara assumed that burning clothing of a king was an iser of Ufukaseim Leiselechu. And the header is because Lab Minayokogamrinam, we already have a precedent in Tanakh. The Gemara of Zara seems to be a steerer to this. The Gemara of Zara says, same question, can we burn the clothing of the king? We find that the Gayim did this. Chukahi. The Chara, we can't. How can we burn the, the clothing of a king? It's a chaik. And the Gayim did it. Ufukaseim Leiselechu. So the Gemara says, no, this is not a chaik. The reason why we burn the clothing of the king is not just a random custom in Minog that the Goyim have. It's a chashivus. It's giving a cover to the king. And something which is a chashivus is not included in the So now we have a direct steer between the Gemara Sanhedrin and the Gemara Nebuchadnezzar. The Gemara Sanhedrin said that burning the clothing of a king, which is a Minog that we know is there for chashivus, to give cover to the king, is included in the The Gemara Nebuchadnezzar says no. Since burning the clothing of a king is only a chashivas, it's not something done for uh, for Zara reasons or other reasons, just to give a covet to the king, then it would not be included in the Mukhukasayim Leiselechu. So what's the halacha? So all of you trying to ask the kasha, and there are two main mahalchim over here, which is going to lead to two mahalchim in halacha, and that's how we're going to address the shaila. So Taisa says that it's not a stira, two gemara is not a stira. The Gemara in Hedrim, which says that burning the clothing of the king is a chaik, that means that, yes, even things that are not a Zara 
and they have a reason, uh, like chashivas uh, for, for the king, are included in the Isser of Abu Chukasayim Leisalechu. But since it's not a Vaidazara, then it would help us far if we have a precedent in Tanakh, then you're allowed to do it. However, the, however if it would be something which is a Vaidazara, then it wouldn't even help if we find in Tanakh that they did, did such a thing. Avada, if there's a Chiyav, if there's a mitzvah to do something, we can do it, even if Goyim decide to do it. But if there's no mitzvah, just that so we find a similar idea in Tanakh, that won't help for chukim that have any shemets of Abay in them. So the Gemara in Abay said, it's not a chayk, it's a chashivas. What the Gemara means to say is that there's no Abay here. There's no shemets from Abay Why is it actually mutter? Because the Gemara Sanhedrin says. Because since, we already have precedent in Tanakh, but that's why it's mutter. But Avada, according to Taisus, any sort of custom or culture that the Goyim have, even if it's not rooted in Avayi Zara, that would be Aser, because of unless we have precedent in Tanakh that we find that Klai Yisrael did such a thing. That's the Shita of Taisvis. The Ran, and we're going to put together the Ran and the Marik over here, because they're similar, but they're put together in Halacha, has a different opinion. The Ran says, and I'm going to say it over the way that Marik says it, even though that really, if you go be in, it's two separate Shitas, but I'm going to say it as one. Applies only in two cases. One case is when there's Avaydi Zara involved, or if we don't know the reason and we're Chayshish, maybe the reason is because of Avaydi Zara. If the Gayim do something and we can't understand why they do it, there's absolutely zero reason, that would be us to do because maybe it's because of Avaydi Zara. But if we know the reason and it's logical, or we know the reason and it's not rooted in Avaydi Zara, then it would be Mutter. Another case of that would be Aser would be something which is a Pritzis. If it's Pritzis, which has to do with a Raya, it should also be Aser because the Chukas HaGoyim, the Lav is, don't be similar to the Goyim. What's a Goy? A Goy is a Vaydazara and a Raya's. So Mamela, anything that has any Shemesh on a Vaydazara or a Raya's, we can't do if it's a custom that the Goyim have. According to the Marik, we'll call it the Marik for now on the run. If there's no Shemesh from the Zara, any custom that the Goyim do that we, can, we know why they do it, and it's not because of Avodah Zara, and there's no Pritzitz element, it's going to be Mutter. Because the Chukasein Leitzelecha only applies when there's Avodah Zara or Pritzitz. So why do we need because Leitzelecha is coming to teach us? We already know now the Avodah Zara already know. So you're not doing Avodah Zara, you're doing a custom which is rooted, the source may have been for ideas that had to do with Avodah Zara, but it's not Avodah Zara itself. It was related to, to things that had to do with religion and, and, and the Getchkas, but it's not really serving the Getchkas. So the question is on the Ran, what about the Gemara in, in, in Sanhedrin? The Gemara in Sanhedrin says, burning the clothing of the kings is a chayk. It is including the Chukas HaGoyim. According to the Ran and the Marik, it's not true because this was done for Chashivas. So this is a very strong question on the Ran. And there are a few different truths given in the, given in the Paiskim. Some say that some chayk is asugyas and the Ran understands based on the Ritva, to Machlechus HaSugis, and we pass on like the Gemara in Abay Nazar, that in the Hanami, according to the Gemara in Sanhedrin, things that don't have any Abay Nazar in them could still be Chukas HaGoyim. We pass on like the Gemara in Abay Nazar, that you have to have a Shemesh from Abay Nazar to be Chukas HaGoyim. So now we have a binary Sugya with two different opinions. And these two opinions in the Paisim is the Ramah and the Vilna Goyim. The Ramah in Simon Pechas, Yeradeh Simon Pechas, the Ramah says, that we have to be moved on the Malbusha, separate from the Goyim and how we dress and how we act. Only things they do for a priestess, they wear red clothing and other types of clothing. Different customs they have, 
There's no reason. Something which is pretus, or we don't know why they do it, and therefore we're chayshish. Maybe there's a vaydezara over here. However, things they do that's actually a, a purpose. that the doctors we are a doctor's coat. They have uniforms, so we should know that he's a doctor in case someone's sick. Where do I go? I go to the doctor. Doctor wears a doctor's coat. That's okay because that is a purpose, as opposed to maybe the feed the villain again. The Vilnagayin says, no, we can't pass them like the Marik, because the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, Mephorish, even things that are not of the Zara are also, because Chukas HaGayim. And therefore the Gayim passes like Taisvis. And the Gayim says, even things that are not of the Zara, and the Lushan of Taisvis is, they're Hevel Vishtos, which means that if there's a real logical reason, that's not something that, something which we would have done anyways, which the Gayim would have done anyways without any sort of Chayk, any sort of custom, it's a normal logical thing. Certain foods taste good. So if it tastes good just because the Goyim eat it, does not make it a custom of the Goyim. It's a good tasting food. Even that, even the Vilna Goyim's mask was mother. But things that are hevel v'shtos. Culture. In Scotland, they dress a certain way. There's no reason for it. It's just part of the culture. That would be also for a Yid to do according to the Vilna Goyim. The Vilna Goyim going and she does tasis would say to dress a certain way just because it's Goyish a culture. Even though we know it's not rooted in Avodah Zarah. Which I don't know why they dress that way in Scotland. Let's give you an example. But if we knew that it's not from Avodah Zarah, would still be Aser if it's Hevel Vishtos. Hevel Vishtos is Aser, but according to the Ramah, Hevel Vishtos is Mutter. Culture is Mutter, as long as there's no root of Avodah Zarah in the custom. Based on this, to apply this to Thanksgiving, all we would have to do is look back at the sources. Why do we celebrate Thanksgiving? And if it's something which is religious, and it's something which started and is a religious holiday, then it would be Aser even according to the Ramah. If it's a completely secular holiday... Then it would be on, then it would be only usher to to um, to celebrate it according to the Vilnagain, according to the Arma would be mutter. Unless we could say not only is it secular, but it's so pasha and mistabra and so logical that even the Gain will be masked mutter because it's like eating pizza. Pizza tastes good. It's not chukas agayim to eat pizza according to the Vilnagain because it's a good tasting food. So if we could say it's such a logical idea, which we're not going to say that, but then we could say even according to the Gain would be mutter. So what's the history of Thanksgiving? We ask the average person. Yid or Gai, most people do not know why we celebrate Thanksgiving. And I'll, I'll save you from all the boring details, but very, very bekitzer. The first source of Thanksgiving was in 1621. The pilgrims came to the Plymouth Plantation in Massachusetts. It was a harsh winter. I think there were 104 people on the boat. I think 40 of them died. Nebuch. They were Puritans. They were escaping persecution from Europe. And they were very religious, more religious than some of the Christians in Europe. And the way they survived, those who survived the winter, was there were two Indian tribes there, I can't pronounce the names, I'm not going to try, who taught them Yo, how to Yo hunt. Y'all could try, yeah, he would try. <laughs> they taught them how to hunt the wild fowl, which maybe it was turkey, it wasn't turkey, it was maybe a few different types of animals, but mainly turkey, because they couldn't hunt the bigger animals, and they hunt the smaller turkey. They also taught them how to grow maize, which is corn. They taught them how to grow corn, which was, a, I guess, wasn't a European type of grain. They didn't know how to grow it. And because they had the corn and the turkey, they were able to survive the winter and to give thanks. At some time in July, I think it was, they gave thanks to their gods. A feast, it was a, 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 a celebratory feast, Thanksgiving feast. That was the first time. Others say, maybe two years later, they also made a Thanksgiving feast to celebrate the harvest. There was a drought and it rained for 14 days, something of that sort. And sort of Ka'in our Sukkis, you know, where we were celebrating the harvest. So they also celebrated their harvest and thanked their gods for the harvest. For the next 160 years, there was sporadic feast, Thanksgiving feast, by these Christians um, thanking their gods for whatever bountiful harvest or that they received, whatever it was. 
There was nothing on a national level until 1782. John Hanson, whoever knows who he was, the first president before George Washington, he declared Thanksgiving to be a national holiday. Nothing happened of it. George Washington tried again in 1789. Nothing happened. Nothing became official until Abe Lincoln. 1863, there was some woman, Sarah Hale, I think her name was, she petitioned that we should make a day off from work, a national day off from work to give thanks. And Abe Lincoln acquiesced, and we made 1863, he put it into law, a national day off from work called Thanksgiving. Now what did he say it was? A day to give thanks. Now he was a religious person, so he said obviously give thanks to God. He didn't say give thanks to my God, to your God. The idea was to give thanks. And it sort of developed into a holiday for the entire country. Everyone's off from work. At that point, not everyone here was Christian, and the idea is to give thanks to whoever you want to give thanks to. You give thanks to, to your neighbors, to your government, to your, to your teachers, to, your, to, to, the, to America, to your God, whoever you want to give thanks to. That was the idea, and it became a national holiday celebrated by the entire America. And now most people, even complete atheists, don't even know what they're doing. They think today to give thanks. And it sort of became, in my opinion, a secular holiday. I mean, there will be those that will argue from... From my research, it seems like it's more of a secular idea of giving thank you. Yes, it started from religious people giving thanks to their God. The fact that we eat turkey is sort of like a real chayk, because just because they were saved by the turkey did not really establish America. I mean, there would have been people who came on the next boat, and they would have eaten something else, or they would have figured out how to, how to, how to hunt, hunt the bison. You know, it wasn't that we could find out bison are kosher at a different time. But, um, so it's sort of like a chayk, but that's how it developed. If we consider Thanksgiving a secular holiday... Then, according to the Vilna Goyen, maybe since it's sort of a chayk that we do it because they got saved one time and they made a feast and they ate turkey, we also eat it. It's a little bit of a hevel v'shtos. So maybe it would be also according to the Vilna Goyen to celebrate Thanksgiving. But according to the Ramah, it would be mutter. Because according to the Ramah, we know there's no Shemesh of Avodah over here. We're not coming to think any sort of Avodah just It's a day for everyone to give thanks, whoever you want to give thanks to. Then it would be mutter to celebrate Thanksgiving. But weren't they giving thanks to their God? That's not our God? They were giving thanks, and maybe that was the impetus to, to make the holiday. They were. Yeah, so if you're doing that, so then you're doing... We're not... Re- they, what they did didn't really toy anything until... 200 years later, 240 years later, where they decided to give a day off from work for the entire country, the, the inspiration was from them. But it wasn't, the, the, there's a separation of church and state in America. It wasn't like, guys, everyone were having a day off to thank Yashka. It wasn't what it was. It was a day off to give thank you. It wasn't cut. What? It was originally. It was originally. He, made it, it was originally. he was the first one who made it a real off day in America. We're doing it from what he did. It. Yeah, not from them. Okay, now... Originally, it was to God that's yeah. not our God. Okay, one second. That, I get it, but that's where it started from. That's the basics, that's the source, and that's the sugya. Let's discuss Ramayusha, and then we'll just discuss where others came from, and then we'll move on to one point in Ashkafa. So, Ramayusha says the following. Ramayusha is very complicated. He has four chuvas in the topic, and they all say different things, and it's very confusing. I've even looked at how a few others quoted Ramayusha, and surprisingly, many make mistakes because it's so not, not clear what he means. And... Um, I'll try to give over his opinion and to a little bit of a chiddush. Ramesha, in, I'm going to skip the first shuvah because that was 20 years earlier, where at that point he thought maybe there was more of a religious aspect to the day. But in the 1980s, where he wrote the other three shuvahs, in the month of Iyar, Sivan, and Thomas, three months in a row, one, two, three, he wrote one shuvah in Iyar, one in Sivan that were contradictory, and he sort of explained himself in Thomas. In the first one, or I don't remember the order, but in one of them he says that to celebrate Thanksgiving... If you want to just eat turkey, because turkey's cheap, and you want to just have a meal, no problem. But to celebrate it as a holiday, as a yomtif, 
That would be also, he says. You can't celebrate Thanksgiving. In the other Tshuva, he says, if you want to celebrate Thanksgiving, but not where it's a yearly thing, that would be okay, because it's not really Chukas HaGayim. The only problem would be if you celebrate as a yearly thing, because Baal if you're adding a Yantif, which you could discuss at a different point of the year if you want, you know, if you want to take any chances. But Ramesha suggests that adding a Yantif to the calendar may be an element of Baal and that's for a different discussion. I'm not going to get involved. So the habit of Derech Kviyas, that's, uh, that Ramesha says would be Asr. But if you want, if the day comes, you want to make, celebrate the day, because in the Haiti says, there's no he's issue with Chukas HaGayim. Oh, so he's not clear where he's going, what he's doing. But if you, it depends what you're doing it for. He says, if you're doing it as a way to celebrate the holiday, Ramesha, that tshuva, one tshuva says it would be Asr, one tshuva says it would be Mutter. As long as not Derech Kviyas. Now, someone wrote back to Ramesha, he told Ramesha, the two, the two tshuvas are a stira. Is it Chukas HaGayim to celebrate their holiday? Is it not? Yes, if you have turkey because it's cheaper and you're eating with your wife at home, or even if you happen to have a guest over, but it's not because of Thanksgiving, it's just because it's the day that you're off, you're not celebrating Thanksgiving. We know at the Agudda Convention, they, they served turkey many years, right? And no one said that, no one made any comments about that. Obviously, it was kosher. Yaakov, I think, did not eat it. But uh, they served turkey at the Agudda Conventions because it was just probably because they got a deal. I think they, there's a reason why. They got a good deal on the turkey. But... What? <laughs> okay, that could also be a different share for y'all. Um, so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things I'm giving you here. So, Ramayusha sort of clarifies his opinion. And Ramayusha writes the third tshuva and he says, Yes, I know the two tshuvas seem to be a stira. And he says, Because I'm sort of ambivalent. I'm not really 100% sure. And I have two ideas over here. And here Ramayusha is a big chiddush. Because you would think that Ramayusha is sort of toying with, do we passing like the Ramah, passing like the Vilna According to the Ramah, we mutter, according to the Vilna Goyim, be awesome. And in the tshuva where he says it's Asr, he does mention Taisus, which would seem to say that's what he's doing. He's sort of misupping for going like the Goyin or like Taisus, or like the Ramah. In the third tshuva, however, he says, no. He says, this is where it's a very large Chiddush. He says, even in the Ramah, and the Ramah clearly says, I read the Ramah to you, that if there's no Shemesh for Nevi Zara, it's Mutter. But Ramah says it's Pasha to him. Even in the Ramah, if something is completely meaningless and has no good reason why they're doing it, even the Ramah will demask him it's Asr. And he says, therefore, this day, he says, which has no reason why they do it. We don't find Goyim make like uh, celebrations when their ancestors were saved from things. The whole America should celebrate because a few guys were saved from something. Jews do that. We make a Pesach because we were saved from Mitzrayim. We make Yemen Taibim when we were saved by Hanukkah. Goyim don't do these things. So just because a few people were saved, life was independent, not because a few people survived. No, but they're celebrating things that happened. We're not celebrating that there are 60 people that lived through a winter. That, that's, that really didn't, that didn't make America what it was because 60 people, they were both coming over with more people. It wasn't just them. So Ramayusha says, this has zero time what we're doing. It's specifically the turkey, he said, which is like, if they wouldn't have eaten the turkey, they would have brought over more grains from Europe. So, so there's no reason for this. And Ramayusha says, therefore, I have a tzad that even the Ramo would be masking its asr. And the reason why the tshuva I wrote is mutter is because I have a tzad not like that. And as much as there's some reason why we do it, maybe it would be mutter. And the reason why this is such a large chiddush is because pashas, if you go through the sugya and you read the Ramah inside, the Ramah says clearly, anything which has no shemesh from the Vedazar is mutter. Ramah is mechadish, that even the Ramah would be maskim, that would be aser, it was complete hevelishtos. That's what Ramah says. And Ramah says, now what should you do? I'm not so sure. I'm knighted to my first tshuva, which says it's aser, he says. But he's not saying it with a, with a clerk I, that 100% aser. I'm knighted that to have it where, you, where you're doing it to celebrate the day would be Asr. So now, before I move to the Ashkafa part, in the Sugya, it would seem to me, if it, if it would be a secular holiday, it should be Mutter al Ramah. Ramah is even in the Ramah, perhaps it would be Asr, because it's Hevav Ishtos. 
there are those who are very strongly and they held this is a religious holiday. And they held, therefore, it's for sure also the Kuliyama. If that's true, it's a religious holiday in the Konami. It would be also the Kuliyama. And that would be a different machlaikis. Is this a religious holiday? That's a his- his- historical machlaikis. And those that were very machmer, they were machmer because of that. They held this as a religious holiday. It's to thank the, the Yashkan and to thank the church. And that's what it is. And read the, read the notes of Abraham Lincoln. He kept writing uh, God in, his, in, in, his, in the declaration over there. And it came from the pilgrims who were very religious. So that's why those who are very strong to ask for it because of that. Ramos is a Kiddush. But those who are Mekel, they're being Mekel because they hold this, this is a completely secular holiday which is Mutter according to the Ramah. And there are many big places who pass on like the Ramah all throughout the years. Now, disregarding the Halacha Lamaisa, which again, ask your local Orthodox rabbi how to be Noyig. Um, there's a point in Ashkaf over here also. And we'll end with this. That... There's something called culture, which we know that many countries, they have a minister of culture. In America, I don't think we have that, but many countries have a minister of culture. What does a minister of culture mean? Is that governments are smart and they realize that when you have people do things and everyone does the same thing together, even if there's no good reason for it, dress a certain way, do a certain thing on a certain day for no good reason, that creates a certain feeling of achtos amongst the people and the values and the ideas and, and the, the different priorities that you're trying to instill in the people are going to seep in subconsciously. So ruach creates a certain spirit. Even camps do this on a small scale. We create a ruach in camp. How do we do it? We do funny things that really have no reason why we do them, but it creates a certain feeling of togetherness from the people and the ideas and the values that you're trying to instill to help the place run smoothly come in. And that's the idea of culture. America invests millions of dollars into museums of American history. So you should go into a house that looks like George Washington's house and walk out and learn about George Washington. For what reason? Because they know that the more you learn about George Washington, and you, and you, and you, and everyone here, the more we feel more American, the more we feel more American, the more American ideas and values will subconsciously come into us. And that's the idea of culture. So the shirish of the Isser of Chukas HaGoyim, even if the Isser is Machlegis, it applies only to Abayi and Arayis, or it also applies to other things that are not Abayi and Arayis, that's when they gave the technical halacha of where the actual lav would apply. And maybe it could be that the old Goyim, they were Avodah Zara and Arayas. There was no such thing as just atheist culture. It was Avodah Zara and Arayas. But Akaponim, where the, where the halacha actually applies, the machlag is in the Hanami. But the idea and the sharish of the mitzvah is va'avdal eschem and ha'amim li to be separate. Because when we're separate and we're not like them, then we retain our values and our, and our ideas and our goals. And when we do their things, subconsciously it all seeps in. The more things that you do that are British, the more British you become. The more American, the more American you become, and the more American values. If we eat Jewish foods, and we dress Jewish ways, and we entertain ourselves in Jewish ways, then we stay more Jewish. If we do it all in American ways, not that it's us, sir, but we're becoming more American. And we light on Hanukkah with Shem and Zayas, with oil. And we find oil plays a very big role in Yiddishkeit. Yaakov Avinu, this week's parashi, put oil on the Matseva. And we anoint the, the, the kings and the Kayin Gadol and the Kalim and the Mikdash with oil. We pour oil on the, on the Mizbeach, Shemen, and when we anoint it. And what's the Pshat? Pshat Shem Falher says, because oil is the only liquid that doesn't mix with other liquids. It always stays separate and rises to the top. Because the Hashkafa of a Yid is, is to stay separate from the Goyim and to rise to the top, which is what the, the Yivanim on Chanukah, they want us to become like them, to become Misyavnim. So the nais was done bidafka with Shemin Zayas to symbolize the symbolic way of showing how we won and we stayed separate. So every year we light with olive oil to show that we did not become like them. They want and we retained our Torah and we retained our way of life. And the way of retaining our life throughout the Gulls was always through keeping a Yiddish culture and not doing the Gaiyish things. So Asr and Mutter, 
That much, I don't know. I can't start out with anyone bigger than me. Some said it's mutter, some said it's aser. But before someone does something, even if it's mutter, someone always has to think. And even if someone's not thinking of making this, it's just a muscle for any idea that comes up over life with regards to, to any sort of other culture. The, the, the fact that when you do things that, that belong to certain cultures, it makes you more like them, and makes you less separate from them, which is represented by the fact that we are, like Shem and Zai, it's always separate and bigger and trying to stay separate. That's something to keep in mind when making any decisions. Wishing everyone a wonderful Thursday. And uh, thanks for coming. Well, it's not fair. Huh?